0: Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your
1: host Virtual Vinny. Welcome to season four here on I Love Old Time Radio. I'm your host Virtual Vinny. I love Old time radio. Produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on "You Bet Your Life." This episode was originally aired on April twenty first, nineteen fifty four. And George, what is that secret word, ladies and gentlemen? The secret word tonight is people. P E O P L E.
2: Really?
0: You bet your life. <laughs> Scrout Show marks in You Bet Your Life, a comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers. The dealers who have on display the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission and the all new Plymouth, your best buy in the low priced field. And now, here he is, the one, the only. <laughs>
3: That's
2: me. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples.
0: We have some young single people for you tonight, Roger. For me? Well, uh, for you to talk to. Oh. Uh, Miss Virginia Harbin and Mr. Chuck Wallace. So, folks, would you come in, please, and meet Roger Marks.
2: Well, welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day, I presume. Virginia Harbin, that's you, huh? That's
4: right.
2: Are you uh, married?
4: No, I'm not, Roger. Are you engaged? No, I'm not.
2: Are you over 21? Yes, I am. Chuck Wallace? That's correct, sir. Oh, how old are you, Chucky boy? I'm 31, gotcha. 31? Well, say, you're a pretty young looking kid for 31. How tall are you, Chuck? Five foot six. Mm-hmm. That must be why they call you Chuck, isn't it? Because you're short for Charles? <laughs> That's right.
3: <laughs>
2: well, Virginia, let's get back to you. What, what sort of work do you do?
3: I'm an
4: employment interviewer at the Bureau of Occupations at UCLA.
2: Oh, what do you What do you do at this place?
4: I try to find work for college students.
2: Uh-huh.
4: We try to match the employers requests with the um, student's requests as to the type of jobs that they're particularly interested in doing.
2: That doesn't seem uh, plausible.
3: <laughs> I does. never heard
2: of a college student that was interested in work. <laughs> How about salary? I should imagine college students are pretty practical. What do they want to start with, 50000 a year and free parking?
4: No, I, I don't think so, Gracho. I think that they're really more interested in the job and the opportunities that the job has to offer, more so than, uh, than the salary. Is that so?
2: In other words, you don't think they're interested in money. And you expect an employee to hire a network like that?
4: <laughs> no, I think that they, they really are interested in the money, but I think, too, that they're interested in the opportunities that the to job has. To meet the has, boss uh, and, the, yes.
2: and the other people who work in the office, the I male think ones, so. I mean. I think so. Where do you work, Chuck? I work at the Flamingo Hotel in Las Vegas. Oh, you work in Vegas? Oh. that's right. No wonder you're short. <laughs> <laughs> I go up there occasionally. I've stayed at the Flamingo, and last time I was there, I stayed at the Desert Inn. They have a golf course oh, What is your job at the Flamingo? Are you the little fellow under the roulette wheel that makes it stop on the wrong number?
3: <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm
2: the masseur there. Monsieur, Oh, you're a Frenchman. Well, uh, good evening, monsieur. Monsieur, what do you do in this place, uh, monsieur? Well, I give the steam bath, the rubs, and the oxygen there. You give the oxygen? This is after right. they play or before? Huh?
3: <laughs>
2: well, have you always been a masseur up there? No, I was a lifeguard before that. Gotcha. That's kind of a strange job in Vegas, isn't it? When a man jumps in the pool up there, the last thing he wants to be a save.
3: <laughs> is it,
2: pretty, is it a pretty hard work, Chuck? No, it's uh, fun. The lifeguard? That's right. In fact... Uh... You dive after pennies like they do in Hawaii? Well, in a way, yes. There was a rumor going around the hotel that... Uh... There were a number of them when I was there. <laughs> 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 they finally threw me out of the hotel. Well, anyway, there, this rumor was that uh, if anyone would throw a silver dollar into the pool before they'd uh, go into the tables, well, they'd have good luck that night. And uh... How does a rumor like that ever get started? I started it.
3: <laughs>
2: well, Congratulations. Thank you. Finally found somebody who was crookier than I was.
3: <laughs>
2: well, Vegas is certainly a fabulous place. Are there any more little traditions like that one about throwing the coins in the water? Well, there's a uh, a rumor going around the Flamingo now that uh, if you come down to the health club and get a rub, and give the boy a silver dollar to rub your arm, you'll have a... That's you, huh? oh, That's right. <laughs> Well, uh, Mr. Wallace, I hope you won't be offended by this, but my guess is you're about as straightforward and honest as a Las Vegas slot machine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you make an
2: interesting and attractive couple, and I'd like to go on talking to you, but now it's time to play You Bet Your Life. You st- we start you off with a $100 bankroll. This is right up your alley, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Which you try to build as high as possible. Each time you miss a question, you lose half of what you have. You can quit whenever you like. Is that clear? Yeah. Okay, let's see how much money you can make. You selected music. And remember the more the question is worth, the harder it is. 50? Okay, uh, 50 50, I Okay, fifty dollars. What musical instrument does Vladimir Horowitz play? Talk it over, your partners. And if you don't know, guess. Do you have any idea? Take a guess. Violin? No, you're close, it's a piano. <laughs> That's pretty close. They're next to each other in the office. <laughs> well,
0: you lost half your bankroll. You still have $50. Now, what do you want to try?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: 60 80 10 40 okay, okay, whatever you
3: say.
1: 40.
2: 40. $40. A few years ago, a famous clarinetist had such men in his band as Gene Krupa, Harry James, and Lionel Hampton. He was known as the King of Swing. Who is he? Artie sh- Goodman. Mm-hmm. Get One answer. Benny Goodman.
3: Oh, sure.
2: you sure? I guess you're uh, go ahead. I think it was Benny Goodman. Oh, you just nosed under the wire. That's <laughs> right. <huh?
3: laughs> well, you we now have
2: $90. Chucky, maybe you better let her in. Yeah, I, uh, I think you're right there, Ralph. This girl goes to UCLA. Now uh-huh. you have $90. Now what do you want to try?
3: Can
2: we try 70 $70? 70 well, okay. $70? 70? The orchestra will play a familiar song. You tell me the name of it. Play, Mr. Meekin. to $160. Shall we try the 90? The 90 is right off the boat. We just got it in today. Good. <laughs> Good. try right. the 90? The 90. Wow. will play a song by Cole Porter. You identify it. Jack? Just one of
3: those, just one of yeah. those
4: things. Just that? one of those things. That's right. Once again? Just one of
3: those things. That
2: makes three of those things. That's <laughs>
3: right. <laughs>
4: And you'll
2: wind up with $250. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And I Thank hope you know.
3: you're very
2: happy again. George, it's time for a commercial. Not just any commercial, but the one about that beautiful, tremendous new DeSoto Coronado. So say something.
0: Well, I don't have to, Groucho, because this car speaks for itself. It's a real honey. Sleek, glamorous, and new. The DeSoto Coronado is a 170-horsepower beauty with a Sierra beige top and a Cadiz blue body that's just the greatest. And the Coronado's got a new chrome and stainless steel setup that makes it look even longer and lower, if that's possible. Yes, this Coronado is a real work of art. And to prove it, we've put the name on the rear fender in shiny chrome. Up front is the famous Fire Dome name, proof that the Coronado offers the same unbeatable performance as all the other DeSoto automatics. Inside, this car is like nothing you've ever seen. It's so beautiful. The cream seat bolsters are the finest top-grain leathers, a perfect blend with the pale blue of the weave-pattern-corded nylon upholstery.
2: George, that car is so lovely. I wonder if it's doing anything after the show.
0: Well, Groucho, I hope it has a date. A date with a lot of those nice people out there. A date at their DeSoto Plymouth dealer showroom to see for themselves that the beautiful DeSoto Coronado is another proof that DeSoto puts you ahead. Automatically. Remember, the dealer who sells the stunning DeSoto automatic also sells the high style Plymouth.
2: George, let's have the next couple. Who are
0: they? We have some people with interesting stories, Raucho. Mrs. Tommy Lewis and Mr. Peter George Staphis. Would you come in, please, and meet Raucho Marks?
2: Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Peter George Stathis and Mrs. Tommy Lewis. Mrs. Lewis, you're a woman. I'll start with you. What's your first name?
5: Tommy. Tommy. What's
2: Is that a man's
5: name? Something to start with I.E.
2: Really? I didn't know that. Next time I see somebody with an I.E., I'll make sure and tip my hat.
3: <laughs>
2: Where are you from, Tommy? <laughs> I'm
3: originally
5: from Pasco, Washington. Where? Pasco, Washington.
2: Pasco, Washington? That's mm-hmm. in the Apple Country, isn't
5: it? Near there, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I was up there once, but they threw me out. They figured one bad apple could wreck the entire industry.
5: <laughs>
2: Are you married, Tommy?
5: Yes, I'm married.
2: Where did you meet your husband?
5: I met my husband, Douglas Aircraft.
2: Douglas Aircraft? That's right. What were you doing there?
5: I was a Riveter, and he was a tool crib attendant.
2: You were Rosie the Riveter. No,
5: I was Tommy the Riveter.
2: <laughs> well, Rosie is I.E., isn't it? Yes. Right. <laughs> we're back
5: to
3: the I.E. again. <laughs>
2: What was he doing in the tool crib? Was he just a baby at the time?
5: No, he was the attendant. He uh, gave out the motors and guns and, and the uh, equipment to work with. So that the, the employees had to go to the tool crib and get the equipment to work with.
2: Well, we seldom have an opportunity to explore romance in the riveting section. <laughs> and I always like to do research on any subject. Uh, how did your husband break the ice the first time he saw you?
5: He did. I did. Mm. Uh, he rushed, I rushed up to the tool crib and I asked if he had a high-speed motor with a loose chuck. <laughs>
3: He said he has motor.
5: You're lucky he didn't call a policeman. Eh? <laughs> yes, I think
3: so.
2: What is a high-speed motor with a loose chuck?
3: Well,
5: a high-speed motor is a 1500 uh, rpm motor. And uh, it's uh,
2: revolutions okay. per minute. Yes. Right?
5: And it's uh, what they're
2: uh, having in Puerto Rico. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
3: the
5: loose chuck is one you spin down to fit the the, the uh, drill with your fingers instead of taking a chuck and keep. The key and keep turning it like this by hand, and making mm-hmm. your arm tired. So I'm under high speed, more with loose chuck.
2: And, uh, well, is that how they make chuck steak? Do they shoot at it with a gun?
5: No, I think that's a different subject.
2: That ends with IE, too, you know, right? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I
3: thought we
5: were, we were past that deal now. <laughs> we may never <laughs> get
2: past that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Your name is Peter George Status? Yes, Gratcho. Well, you're a very cute looking uh, George Status. Well, thank you. I didn't mean to uh, ignore you for such a long I was wondering.
3: <laughs> I wasn't
2: really ignoring you. I was merely occupied with a ricochet romance. So... Can you sing that song, uh, Tommy?
5: No, but I don't sing. I found the black notes, I found the white notes, but I always sing in the cracks. <laughs>
2: Well, I have no answer for that. No.
3: <laughs> what,
2: what sort of work do you do, Peter? I'm a restaurateur. Uh, a restaurateur, huh? Yes, sir. Really? I've been arrested many a time. Do
3: huh? <laughs> you have frog's
2: uh, legs? Yes, sir. Let's see them, huh?
3: Uh, <laughs> <not with> <laughs>
2: well, Pete, you look like you're a pretty good advertisement for your place. What are your measurements, by the way? Well, I measure five uh, five feet, five inches, and I weigh 210 pounds. Is that strip for Jim? Yes, sir. Well, you're a fine figure of a man, Pete. I do. My advice is to stay out of dark alleys. You'd certainly be an easy man to roll. (laughs)
3: Where are you
2: from, Peter? Originally, I mean. I was born in Greece, in the island of Kithira. Kithira. How is it so many Greeks are good restaurant operators? Is it just a coincidence? Or because
3: well, they happen
2: to be experts on Greece.
3: Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Groucho
2: is like this. That's an old joke, uh, you know. Every guy. Greek boy is born with a spottle and a spoon on his hand. A spottle? What kind? A whiskey spottle? No. <laughs> it's the one that you stir a stew or a soup or oh. anything that you want to make in a deep casserole. Well, let's talk about your place, Pete. Uh, where is it? Well, uh, my place is located at 701 East Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach. No. Oh. The Seafood Grotto. And if you really want to enjoy the finest seafood, you better come down or call Long Beach 76748 <laughs> and you'll have the finest seafood you ever had place. Well, I'll, I'll give you a ring. Suppose a halibut uh, answers, do I hang on? <laughs> How do you feel about uh, seafood, Tommy?
5: I don't like it. Fish tastes too much like fish.
2: Fine partner, I have.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why I choose you. Well, my advice is, after that, don't eat at Pete's place, huh? You're <laughs> liable to get a Mickey in your mackerel.
3: <laughs>
2: well, you're a very entertaining couple, and it's been real nice talking to you two, and now let's play your Bet Your Life. In the race for the
0: $1,000, the first couple won $250. And the secret word is people.
2: Now, let's see how much money you can make you select the sports. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with? Let's $50. $50. That's a nice compromise. What do you call the last runner on a relay team?
3: Talk That's over. the
2: anchor man. Yeah, you're right. It's the anchor man. But in the future, it <laughs> an seems have a different version. Wonderful. You're a pretty uh, smart cookie there. Huh? You now have $150. Now, uh, what question do you want?
3: Let me have it. Well, you can have a 80, a 10, a
2: hundred, thirty, 30, anything. 60. Else? Let's advance to 10 more. Okay. Is that all right with you, Tom? Is that all right. right, Tommy? That's what right. do you call the area a football player aims for when he tries to kick the ball out of bounds near the goal line?
3: One answer now. Oh, no, no.
2: No, no. That's a coffin corner. That is right. It's the coffin corner.
0: Your bankroll is now $210. Now, you can quit or you can go ahead.
2: Let's take a chance. What do you want? What question? Uh seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. What do you call the basic rules and provisions of modern boxing? The rules of uh, uh rules is something of that type. The Queensbury rules. That's right, it's the Queensbury. Rules. <laughs> the markers of Queensberry rules. Well, you were fighting right. whether we had to give it to you. And you now have two hundred and eighty dollars. Are you a gambler?
5: Well, let's gamble
2: on it. Okay. Big one or
3: little?
2: 80. Let's have $80. $80. How many players on an ice hockey team? On an ice hockey team? Five.
3: Mm-hmm. So that be right. No. Six.
2: Six. Six.
3: Well, Too
5: bad.
2: 31.
0: Well, you've lost half your bankroll. You wind up with $140.
2: Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto of deal. I'm sorry Thank I didn't you. win. Thank Who's next, George?
0: Well, Groucho, we have a housewife and a married man for you. They volunteered just before we went on the air. Mrs. Capitola Frederickson and Mr. John Blake. Would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx?
2: Welcome, folks, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. You're a John Blake, eh? It's spelled J O N. Why yeah. is that? Did somebody knock the H out of you? Uh, no, Groucho. It's just a contraction of the early English Jonathan. Oh, I see. Uh, where are you from, uh, Jonathan? The Washington Heights uh, section of New York City. Oh, really? I used to live up there. In mm-hmm. Washington, 165th Street and mm-hmm. uh, Amsterdam, India, around there. Mm-hmm. How old are you? It was about 100 years ago. I'm 27, Groucho. 27. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you're a fine-looking lad. Mrs. Uh, Capitola Fredrickson, uh? Fredrickson?
4: Fredrickson.
2: That's you. Uh, where are you from?
4: Uh... Well, I was born on an Indian reservation in Red Lake, Minnesota. Oh, really? Yes, I
2: you're not wearing your feathers tonight, huh? What tribe are you from?
4: I'm from the Chippewa tribe. Chippewa? Yes.
2: Is that your Indian name, Capitola?
4: No, that isn't an Indian name, Groucho. My That's Indian it. name is Selim Janat Ozawandib
2: I don't know, but I'd be willing to try.
3: <laughs>
4: well, what does
2: your name mean in English? You fish on your side, I fish on my side, nobody fish in the middle?
4: <laughs> no. It means a girl with the dark brown hair flowing outwards under low clouds with a little eagle.
3: That's
2: not easy, either. (laughs) What sort of work does your husband do, Capitola?
4: Oh, he works in the post office, Groucho. Oh,
2: does he ever play post office with you? uh?
4: Well, sometimes.
2: (laughs) What does he do in the post office?
4: Well, he calls himself a post office, I mean a... Postmaster? Postmaster? No, post office mortician.
2: <laughs>
4: well, he works in a dead letter department.
3: <laughs>
2: That's his little joke, huh? Eh? Yes. And while he's clowning around the post office, the mail-order electric belt I sent for to give me the strength of Hercules is rotting in the basement.
3: Come <laughs> <laughs> to cut out those jokes.
2: Where did you meet your husband?
4: Well, he came up to Minnesota on a duck hunting trip one time, and... He lost his hunting license, so he... Um,
2: You were a decoy?
4: No. (laughs) Well, I was in an Indian pageant at that time, so he spent his evenings watching this pageant and flirting with me and saying fancy things. Like what? Oh, how you doing, kid? What you doing tonight? How about a date? And he didn't think I could understand English because I was in Indian costume all the time.
2: When did he finally find out you understood every word he said?
4: When he asked me to marry him, I fooled him, and I
3: said (laughs) yes. That's
2: one question a woman can understand in 68 different
3: languages.
2: (laughs) By the way, have you taught your husband how to speak Chippewa?
3: Well,
4: um, a short time after we were married, I told him, Honey, I'll bet I can make you talk Indian. Talk. In two minutes.
2: And right after that, he declared war. Right? Uh,
4: he said, how? I said, see, I made you talk Indian already.
3: You certainly have
2: a variety of little jokes in your family.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, I was up in Montana last summer, uh, Blackfeet uh, Reservation up there. I was up there. They were shooting a Western pictures, some friends of mine. I went up to watch them. Had uh, this big museum up there, this Indian museum. And I went in, of course, I had my little girl with me, and we, I was interested, and she was. And we went there, there were, oh, there was a couple of dozen Indians in there looking at this exhibit, this Indian exhibit. They had moccasins there, and a canoe, and uh, all kinds of blankets, and uh, things that they carry, the papooses, and, and these Indians were standing there, and they were fascinated by this stuff. Most of them had never seen any of these things.
3: <laughs> I
2: had st- been in a Western picture with a lot of Indians in one of our movies, and I was explaining to the Indians what all these things were for. <laughs> it's really incongruity to have me standing there from New York City explaining to the Indians about their own paraphernalia. It's no joke. this, But I thought it was a kind of an interesting piece of Americana. Now, John, occasionally I like to sound people out on their hobbies. Do you have any uh, particular ones that we could discuss? Uh, yes, I do, Groucho. Well, but what do you uh, do? What is it? I paint with salt and pepper. You paint with... Uh... What do you mean, you paint with salt? What do you paint, steaks? Uh, No, Groucho. I paint uh, portraits of uh, pretty girls, landscapes, and so forth. Mm. Now, this is modern art. You have to take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) (laughs) Have you sold any of these salt and pepper pictures? Yes, quite a number, Groucho. As a matter of fact, a a few of them are in some of the finest bars in Hollywood. (laughs) Well, so have I been, but I can't paint. eh? (laughs) Well, how much do you get for these... uh, I asked $500 a picture, Groucho. No, you haven't answered my question, Oh, well, uh... So how much did you get? I asked 500 but I got 30 for my last. Oh. <clears throat> now we're getting down to basic uh, facts. Here. Yeah. What kind of work do you do, John? I'm a window cleaner, Groucho. A window cleaner? Is that so? Oh, yeah. That's fine. Hmm. What kind of windows do you clean? Uh, dirty ones.
3: <laughs>
2: that's a pretty good joke. Uh... <laughs> I'm just surrounded by feeble jokes here tonight.
3: <laughs>
2: now, I'll bet $5 that I can teach you to talk Indian in less than two minutes. Okay? I'll bet you can. No, you weren't supposed to say that.
3: <laughs> you
2: were supposed to say how? Okay, here's your $5. <laughs>
3: You're
2: getting too sharp for the old quiz <laughs> Well, it's been fun talking to you two, but I'm sure you'd rather win some money. So let's play your bet your life.
0: In the race for the $1,000... Our first couple, Chuck Wallace and his partner, are still leading with $250.
2: Let's see how much money you can make. You selected movie quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. What do you want to start with and one answer between? Mm -hmm.
3: Seventy.
2: Seventy? Seventy? What is Henry King's job in the making of a movie? He's a director. That's right, he's a director.
0: Your bankroll now contains one hundred and seventy dollars.
4: Wanna
2: quick? Wanna go ahead? I want
0: to go
4: ahead.
0: Okay. I All right. What
4: do you well, want to let's, try? Let's
2: play 80. 80? 80, yes, fine. All right. Who won the Academy Award for her portrayal, portrayal of the title role in Kitty Foyle? Ginger Rogers. Yes. Ginger Rogers is right.
4: <laughs>
2: you now have $250. We'll try the 90. 90. Have you consulted this yes. with the. Oh, yes, yes. John over here? Virginia Mayo's husband is also in pictures. What is his name? Michael O'Shea. Michael O'Shea is
3: right.
0: (laughs) Your bankroll now contains $340. Here's your last chance to beat the other
2: couple. What do you want to go for? Well,
3: 100. Mm -hmm. 100. You're betting 100. 100.
2: Who won the Academy Award in 1946 as the best supporting actor in the picture, Best Years of Our Lives? It was his only movie role. Oh, the.
4: Um. Auntie.
2: Yes, yes. It was uh, Harold. Uh, he's uh, he's the uh, the, amputee, the veteran, uh, the veteran veterans organization now the uh, disabled American veterans. Uh,
3: Harold uh, Kirby. I'm afraid I don't know the. The name is uh,
2: the name is Harold Russell. You didn't guess the name. I'm sorry. How much did they win? And you wind up with $170. Well, that's not too bad. Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Thank dealer. You. Sorry you didn't win it.
0: And that means, Grocho, that Chuck Wallace and his partner, with $250, in just one minute, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. And here's the winning couple of Groucho, Chuck Wallace and his partner, all set for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question.
2: Here we go for $1,000. dollars i give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. In the year 1215, the Confederated Barons of England forced King John to sign one of the great documents of human liberties, the Magna Carta. For $1,000, where in England was this document signed? This is something you learned in school. Now talk it over. <laughs> You can think of something else. I'll say the Charter Oak. What is the answer you two decided upon? Charter Oak. No, it's Runnymede, Runnymede, England. Mm. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, they lost the big money, but how much did they win the quiz, George? They
0: won $250
2: in the quiz. Well, congratulations, and thanks to both of you and to all of our contestants on the show tonight.
0: Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Mark Show when the big question will be worth $1,500. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the outstanding DeSoto Automatic with fully automatic power flight transmission also have on display the remarkable new Plymouth, engineered and built to be your best buy in the low-priced field. DeSoto Plymouth. Two great new cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation.
2: And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you goodnight, folks, and remember, just be sure to see the DeSoto Automatic.
0: Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Caution, control, and courtesy are the ingredients that add up to traffic safety. You bet your life. Transcribed from Hollywood is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meeker. This is George Fenneman signing off with more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You'll Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world.
1: You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Did anyone else feel like Show wasn't even in the show? He just didn't seem to get into the dialogue with the contestants. Maybe he was wondering his fate here on I Love Old Time Radio. So let's talk about it. We already have two shows leaving us this season, and unfortunately, you bet your life will be leaving as well. And while the other two are leaving much later in the season, Groucho will be leaving us in February. And it will take two men to fill Groucho's shoes, and those men are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday and Ground Show will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, have yourselves a great weekend, and welcome to Season 4.